Hi, I'm Dee Dee Bass Wilbon. And I'm Dina Bass Williams. And we are the Bass Sisters. And this is Policy and Pound Cake. Hope you guys had a great weekend. Yes, it was a, a very eventful weekend. A lot of activity on the national, um, on the Capitol Hill, on Supreme, you know, in front of the Supreme Court. People yeah. pro and con. For Roe v. Wade, it was overturned. It was overturned. You know where we stand. Life is life. And it begins... At conception. At conception. But also, um, we celebrated the 50th anniversary of Title IX was yes, last week. That was great. That Dee Dee spoke great. at the Independent Women's Forum's rally. They made um, some great uh, connections with women from the left and right. That was the thing that was the most impressive to me about that. Tina, it I was, would agree. Like we, no shame in our game. We're on team conservative. We're conservatives and we're Republicans. Mm -hmm. We totally get it. But the thing that was amazing about the way the Independent Women's Forum handled this, it was the truly a celebration. Exactly. It was a celebration of, and it was a group of very diverse women who were there for one common reason of keeping women's sports female. It was it was great. I really, so there were it. there were women who were there who we probably don't agree on the day of the week. Yeah. But we all believe that women, women's sports should be protected, and that women should be protected. And that was I was I, I found myself cheering for um, people that I would never have been clapping for. I mean, just like whoo, and it was, and that is refreshing because. It is about policy and not exactly. people. It, it's exactly. About it, it's about policy, not, not people. And we were able to celebrate and be on the same page of this policy. So it was great. Absolutely great. Today, today is a good day. We're not going deep into politics the way we normally do, but it's we're talking about something that's very important. Mm -hmm. um, executive search. We have friend David Bird, who's at Corn Ferry. And um, so check it out. Excellent. Well, we are so excited to have our good friend, David Bird with us today. David, how are you doing? I'm doing fine. I'm doing fine. You know, I love the Bass Sisters. I love to be with them. I love to be around them. They're so positive. Thanks so much for inviting me to Policy and Pound Cake. Forget the policy. Get me some of that pound cake. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> absolutely. We will definitely work on that, David. <laughs> <laughs> so, David. You are currently with a, an exec, executive search firm. Tell us exactly what is an executive search and firm. And what is your title? What do you do as well? Exactly. Sure, sure, sure. So I'm with Corn Ferry, the number one executive search firm, not only in the U.S., but in the world. And I am a what is called a senior principal. So for me, and in fact, I just celebrated last week, I just celebrated my one-year anniversary with the firm. I joined the firm in June of last year. And what I have spent the last year doing is really learning the firm's processings, procedures, how they go about recruiting executives for corporate America, associations, nonprofits, colleges, and universities. Uh, in fact, I've, I've done very well so far in my first year. Three months after I came on board, I got a promotion. I originally started in the government solutions section because of my previous background in, in county, state, and federal government on, on how we can offer Corn Ferry's offerings to government entities. But because I brought in some business that was unexpected in my first 90 days, 
the, uh, the, the, the leadership thought that I would be best suited in executive search, which is the recruiting, the finding of executives for, uh, for those associations, nonprofits, corporate America. And so I've been in executive search ever since uh, last September. I've led a couple of searches. In fact, I'm leading three searches right now. I've been support on a couple of searches so I could learn and shadow some folks who have been with the company for eight, nine, 10, 14, one person I'm, I'm working with learning from 14 years to learn the executive, the executive search business. And so, so to put it in a nutshell, we are known, Corn Ferry is known for executive search, go finding those executives, but we do much more than that. We offer, you know, coaching services, we offer services, D, you know, diversity, equity, inclusion, which we're very proud of. We offer organizational development. How do you reorganize? We offer a broad range of services, leadership and development that we offer as well. But our main service, our core service, the company's been around since 1945, located, headquartered in Los Angeles, uh, is executive search. And we, to give you an idea when I talk about executive, so that means that we look for folks who are making 150 and above. Mm -hmm. That's what we term executive search. And so basically, so, so to give you an idea what happens where I'm at, at my level of senior principal, what happens is Corporation X will contact us or I'll, or I'll contact Corporation X. Maybe they've got an opening. Maybe they've a person at a high level has just left and mm -hmm. I'll contact them and I'll say, hey, you know what? I saw in the paper or I heard through uh, one of your colleagues or, or someone who knows you that uh, I'll either send an email, I may call and say, hey, this is what we do. We'd like to be considered for the search. And then normally either I'll get a, they may say, hey, we already have a contract with a firm that does that, or we want to do it ourselves. Or they may say, hey, let's have a phone call. Let's have a discussion. And we'll have a discussion. And then what I'll do is I'll send them a proposal about what we do, how we conduct a search. And then if they like that, we'll have a meeting, a Zoom meeting where we'll make a pres I'll make a presentation. I'll talk about our services, how we do our searches, how we make sure it's a diverse set of candidates, Corn Ferry's proprietary processes, which are trademark of what we do. We have mm -hmm. a database of over a hundred thousand candidates that we keep. Wow. Um, that we can go to at any point in time and, and type in keywords and people's credentials will pop up that we can look for, look for them as well, as well as we contact other search uh, sources, nonprofits, other people in that particular field to go look for a candidate. As I, as I said to you, I'm currently leading uh, uh, up three searches. And one search I'm doing right now is the National Medical Association. They are looking for a new executive director they're headquartered mm -hmm. in Silver Spring, Maryland, and uh, they are the oldest organization in this country for African-American physicians. They've been around since 1895. Wow. <laughs> That's a long time. Mm -hmm. yeah. David, the database that you were referring to, how would someone get their name or their information into your database? That's a great question. So what there's a number of ways, but the easiest way is go to www.cornferry.com. And, and register your credentials in our okay. in, uh, at com, And you can get, first of all, we have a list of the jobs that we're looking for at the present time. We okay. list them. 
All right. So if you see something on there you like, you can apply and then your credentials get into the database and uploaded. And I tell people, even if you don't get considered, if you get considered and you don't get the job, the beauty of it is you're in Corn Ferry's database, because what that means is even if I've put your name in the database, right? Mm -hmm. All my colleagues, everybody, of course, Corn Ferry now have access to your credentials by just going into the database and typing in keywords that they're looking for for a particular job. And then your name or your credentials pop up that you can be considered looked at in terms of how we create a candidate pool for any particular job. That is awesome. It's a very fascinating process. Very fascinating. Now, um, so you are clearly working, as you said, with the elite level, with Mm -hmm. the executive level. Um, Two kind of um, questions to splinter off of that. Post-COVID, are we experience, are people at that level experiencing the same um, mm. unemployment pains that we are in other areas? And how do you how do you coach people to to be ready for the executive level? And if they're not at the executive level, what advice would you give people who are kind of mid-level right. um, to uh, to enter the job market? Great question. Another great question. Because of the pandemic, the tech, we've, we, it has forced people, organizations, corporations to use the technology like we're using here right now. It's mm-hmm. forced them to move forward with it. So all interviews, at least the first and second round are virtual. Okay. Mm-hmm. You don't, you, there's no need. In fact, it, to give you an idea, when Corn Ferry hired me, the process was totally virtual. The, 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 I met with the, the, the who wound up being my first boss. I met with the HR virtually, met with mm-hmm. my boss. The, the, fir- the, uh, the first round, second round interview was hired virtually, was sent the contract by uh, uh, a, P- a PDF of the contract so, uh, so I could sign by auto pen and I returned it. The offer was made virtually. I signed it virtually. And then they ship my laptop and my phone to my house. That's awesome. I have not met any of my bosses in person yet. We have an office on K Street in Washington that is available, but nobody's there because of the pandemic and and they're continuing to work from home. There's an office manager there that's managing no one because there's no one there. There's, you know, maybe... (laughs) maybe two or three people come in, four people at any one time, but it's not necessary because all the tools you have, you know, Corn Ferry, uh, if you have an entrepreneurial spirit like the Bass Sisters and you work for yourself, you've created your own company, you know what? You'd succeed at Corn Ferry because this laptop that I'm talking to you on, they've got webinars to teach you everything you need to know to succeed in Corn Ferry. So if I want to learn how to do my timesheet, there's a webinar for that. If I want to learn how to do my my uh, my expenses because I went on travel, or come, there's a webinar for that. If I want to learn how to book my travel, right, there's a webinar for that. There's a webinar to teach you how to do everything that you need to do. They have frequent training that they have for folks. So if you are an entrepreneur and you are used to getting out there and doing it and, and making your way, you'll do very well at Corn Ferry because no one's going to, 
no one is going to hold your hand. They're going to, I like to say, corn fairy drops you in the deep end and baby, you better swim. <laughs> <laughs> so David, have you guys seen an, an increase in the number of people coming into your database? And once you're in the database, let's say I want to, I'm in, but I want to update it. Is it very easy to get back into your database and update your information if that's necessary? And how long do you stay in the database? Is it forever? Or like is there a purge? Yeah, is there a purge of the database? That's a great that's another great question. So I'm gonna be honest with you. A, I don't know if once you're in, can you make changes? I don't know that. I, I because I'm still learning how to utilize the process myself. I do know the information is kept at least 10 years because if we go back, you can actually look at a candidate and see if we've utilized them in previous searches before and for what. I mean, it's it's that granular where you can see, and in fact, we have situations where we have contracts with, with clients, client companies, that if they are a client of ours, they actually pay us a fee not to poach. Meaning if the Bass Sisters were a client of Corn Ferry, I could not you know, go and, and go get one of the Bass Sisters and then try to, try to pitch them to somebody else because you have paid us to not poach off of your employees. Oh, so wow. we, we have arrangements like that with, with, with certain corporations where they actually pay us a fee to do that. Now you asked me a question earlier about coaching or do we, we coach people? Yes, we do. We do offer coaching services for folks um, where we can actually coach them on resume writing on, on one-on-one -on -one webinars, or they can, we can assign them a coach to try to get them ready for, other opportunities, if they're thinking about transitioning to another job, if they know that their business is going to downsize or close, but they don't they don't know what to do or they don't know where they should be looking. We have a whole set of suite of services for that. Excellent. Wow, that's awesome. Well, we're almost finished. Didi, I know has the power question that we always ask at the end. But this before is... before we ask the power question, I, I will ask one more question um, just about uh, technique process. We are all living in this virtual world. We clearly are casual today. Normally, <laughs> you're, you're our long friend. Normally, we when we when we do business meetings. Um, we, we, allow, do dress up. we do dress up. We allow ourselves to wear BPA merch or policy and pound cake merch when right. we're doing this podcast. But when we are doing, when we're conducting business, we dress up, we, you know, do better to perfect our lighting and all those kinds of things because we're living in a virtual world. What are some of the things that people should be mindful of when they are, when they're conducting business virtually these days? What are the, what are, as a, you're That's at the highest. So what That's are you another great question. So I consider myself to be casual today, right? I don't, you know, I, 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 I'm going to be honest. I put this shirt on because I was going to be meeting with you guys, but I wasn't going to put a tie on and mm -hmm. I'm very comfortable like this. But the mistake I think people make is when they're in meetings, business meetings, even if they're casual business meetings with colleagues and stuff like that, they should have at least a shirt on, you know, or you know, if I'm meeting with clients, I will wear a tie. I will. I don't necessarily have a jacket on, but I'll have a shirt and tie on if I'm meeting with clients. Uh, now, if I'm meeting with a client and I'm making a presentation or I'm I'm putting together the client and a candidate in an interview, I will put my suit on. 
as if I am I'm there with them in person. So there's I I I pick and choose if I'm meeting with colleagues and stuff like that. I'm very casual. If I'm meeting with my boss, I may have a shirt on like this and it's open. And you see a lot of people, a lot of men do that. But if I'm meeting with a client, I most likely I might not have a jacket, but I might have a tie on. But mm-hmm. if I'm meeting with the client and the candidate where I'm putting together a formal presentation, let's say I'm meeting with a client and I'm presenting six, seven candidates for them to look at in terms of initial candidates for them to, you know, decide whether they want to interview them or not. I'll put my, I'll have my jacket on. Mm-hmm. Okay. I'll have a jacket and tie on. You should, you should. And I tell people if you, especially in an interview setting, if I'm going for an interview, when I interviewed for Corn Ferry, I had a suit and tie on as if I was right in front of that person in person. Okay. So really the virtual world should not have, it shouldn't change the way we behave in the real world. No. In the real world, I'm no. going to go dressed in. Especially if you're going, going for an interview, interview, you want to present your best self. That's right. Or if you're, or if you're presenting to a potential client uh, or you're making a pitch, absolutely. You, you, as if you are there, you put, present yourself, you know, as if you are there with their in person. But I will tell you in today's world, this is replacing the personal, the human interaction because it saves costs. It's quicker and faster and you can do more. I can do more of these in one day than if I tried to run into town. You meet me into town. I got to fly somewhere. Imagine mm-hmm. I can do three, four, five interviews if they're only 30 minutes each. I can do a number of these versus trying to meet them in person or, or, or get them in person. I mean, that's what the, the technology has done. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. absolutely. Okay, so for our final and the most important question. I'm fascinated to hear what Dave I really am. Because I remember working with David Bird was one of the um, most amazing co-workers when I took my BPA leave of absence and we were at HUD together. And David has metabolism of a... She used to boy. call me and tell me, like, oh my gosh, I cannot believe this he, guy. His he, can eat anything. he can eat anything. I could not eat anything and David could eat anything. So, so David, we want to know when you are talking policy with friends, family, whomever, what is your favorite dessert? What is my favorite dessert? That's a great question. So, you know, because I had some dessert last night. So, um, <laughs> I would have to say my favorite dessert is some good peach cobbler. Ooh. Ooh. Okay. Is it warm? I mean, warm. Got to be warm. Got to be warm. Got to be warm warm with ice cream? No ice cream. I don't need ice cream on my cobbler. Mm -hmm. Wow. Okay. Very good. Very good. Excellent. Okay. And what do you like to drink? Like, do you do you have something to drink with your peach cobbler, or is it just? Uh, no, I, well, no. I, although, if you're asking me what my favorite drink is, my favorite drink is champagne. That's my favorite drink. Uh, but I don't necessarily, and I don't necessarily have it with the with with the peach cobbler. Although I could, but uh, more than likely, after I have a peach cobbler, I might have a, a, a cappuccino or or a latte or something like that to top it off. But my favorite, my favorite. All-time drink always has been is a glass of champagne. Always a love glass of champagne. Absolutely. All right. David, thank you so much. This has been fun. It's been it has. It has. It really has. And I look forward to coming back and 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 talking about some other things about what's happening in energy, 
specific things that are happening in, in the search world. You know, there was one thing that you asked me and I wanted to make sure you know, it is a candidate's market. So I want people to know out there, it's a candidate's market. So there are businesses are looking for great candidates. If you've got skills and credentials, you're relevant, you're wanted. And, 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 and some of our clients have made mistakes and waited too long to either in their process or to make offers and people have gotten other offers and taken them. I've got a client right now that lost out on two candidates because the process kind of dragged itself out and they got other offers and took them. So we had to continue into the candidate pool. So it is a candidate's market. All righty then, everybody. You hear that? You heard it from um, Pause Him Pound Cake and David Bird first. It's a candidate's market. So contact me at, at david.bird at cornferry.com. Send me your credentials. I'd be glad to take a look at them, put them in our database, and consider you for any of the searches that I'm working on now. Remember, I'm working on for anybody who hears this National Medical Association looking for an executive director. If you've got a background in healthcare, and you've got some great business background as well, contact me. We're still in the early stages. Very good. Thank you, David, Thank so you. much. We appreciate you. All right. We, I appreciate y'all so much. Thank you so much. Excellent. It is always so good to chat with David. He David, has so much energy, and he, I just love it. He really does have so much energy. And just quick tip, when... I was at HUD in my whole leave of absence for 505 days with David Bird. Um, David ate all, like he, I was in the middle of getting ready to try to fit properly into my wedding gown. So I was doing some serious no sugar. And every time I turned around, we'd have, you know, you have little office events and everything. Right, right. David was always eating. Whenever David would come to our office and DC, he would look cookies, <laughs> danishes, whatever. I mean, he could just eat, eat, eat. Where does it go? Where does it go? Where does it go? So that was great. But in addition to that, he's just his wise counsel over the years, really for you know better than a decade. His his business counsel. He is exactly where he needs to be at Corn Ferry at the height of executive search. And um, we encourage you to take him up on that and send your information to him. That's right. It's It's a it's good to know. It's a candidate's market. Right. So it's up to you. You, it's up to you. You got to get it done. Get it done. Get it done. So thank you guys for joining us in this episode of Policy and Pound Cake. Remember to like, share, and follow. We appreciate you. In case you missed them, you can listen to archived episodes of Policy and Pound Cake 